Hello, warriors, and welcome back to the arena. It's your host, Christabel, and this is the Surviving the Arena podcast, a show where I share with you the lessons I have learned along my journey of self-discovery. The goal of this podcast is to share my experiences in order to help you overcome the things that are holding you back and help you achieve the future that you've always been dreaming of. From living your purpose, to building confidence and fighting bad habits, together we'll develop the tools we need to survive the arena. Hello warriors and welcome back to the arena. Today we are talking all about forgiveness and setting boundaries, two skills that I believe you will honestly need to develop along your self-growth journeys. I used to hate the idea of forgiveness. In particular, I hated the concept of forgiving people who I deemed unworthy of my forgiveness. Those people who never apologized, or people who never even acknowledged that they did me wrong. Forgiveness is a difficult thing to understand, and an even harder thing to actually follow through with. It is one of the most important things, however, that you are going to need to gain skill at along your healing journey. Because without forgiveness, many of your wounds are going to remain unhealed. Forgiveness is crucial at the beginning of your journey, but it also proves useful and necessary throughout your life in many other situations. There are some important things and distinctions, however, that I would like to share with you today regarding forgiveness. As I was hinting earlier, forgiving people who have hurt me has never really been something that I considered myself to be good at, and today is no different. I struggle with forgiveness, and I know many of you do. The hardest thing that I have found is when you are trying to forgive someone who has yet to apologize or even acknowledge the harm they've caused, you feel like your forgiveness is not deserved, that by forgiving, you are saying that the other person was right for doing what they did. We feel like our forgiveness, it means that we are agreeing to forget the hurt, to move on like nothing happened. Holding a grudge, holding on to anger, onto sadness, it's all a way that we try to show that someone has hurt us. It's a way that we maintain our innocence, the way that we maintain their fault. Something I have come to learn, however, is that forgiveness is more for us than for the other person. Forgiveness is for the person who was hurt. As much as it can relieve the person at fault of any guilt, forgiveness truly sets the person who was hurt free. Forgiveness is freedom. When we forgive someone, we not only free them of our expectations of them, expectations that honestly they will never be able to meet, but we also free ourselves. We free ourselves of pain from the poison that emotions like anger can bring into our bodies. Think about how you feel when you're upset with someone, particularly with someone who has either no regard for the fact that they hurt you or someone who simply doesn't know that they hurt you. Most likely, the first emotion is anger, anger towards the person who hurt you. Soon after, Sadness might hit, and over time, if you choose not to forgive, not to let go of the pain, you build a wall. You build a wall to prevent the same kind of hurt from occurring again. And the longer you go without addressing the ever-expanding wound, without freeing yourself from the pain, the taller 
and stronger the wall gets. Forgiveness is hard for a few reasons. We struggle with forgiveness because we are scared. Scared of getting hurt again in the same way by the same person. In some ways, we think that the people who have hurt us deserve some form of punishment, and our grudge is the best version of that. We are conditioned to avoid being taken advantage of. Thus, forgiveness seems, in many ways, to defeat that purpose. So why, then, is forgiveness so vital to our healing? Why is it that the actions of others, actions that they should be responsible to pay penance for, end up falling on us? Unfortunately, I don't have an answer for that one. I do, however, choose to look at it differently. I've shared with all of you warriors before that the most important life lesson I have acquired has been to not allow the behavior of others to dictate who I am and how I behave. Forgiveness is a huge part of that same lesson. In forgiving someone for their actions, with or without their acknowledgement, I am choosing to release any potential anger, sadness, hurt, etc. from entering my mind and heart, and especially preventing those feelings from staying and growing within me. Forgiveness is crucial to keep who you are and how you want the world to see you in check. Rapid forgiveness is important in those everyday moments when you have someone shove you in public or curse at you in a line. We almost never receive apologies in those moments, so holding on to those instances, allowing those moments of human error to dictate how we see people or the world, how we feel about our day as a whole, it hurts us way more than the actions of those people. The anger and sadness that we may leave with harm us so much more than any one of those brief actions or words can. Lewis Smedes says, To forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that the prisoner was you. Choosing not to forgive, I have to say, is understandable. More than understandable. It feels more right than the alternative. In fact, sometimes it feels necessary. No one deserves to feel hurt, to be betrayed, to feel the need to put up walls and hold on to anger and sadness. But the reality is, we all get hurt, betrayed, harmed in some way, shape, or form at some time in our lives. Those moments will happen, but we do not have to hang on to them. We do not have to let our entire existence be defined by those moments. And the way we do that the way we prevent ourselves from being defined by those moments is through forgiveness. Now, one of the reasons I hated the idea of forgiveness was because it felt like I was being expected to let go of things that had happened to me, that I was being expected to forget them. I thought that I wasn't being understood, and more specifically, that people were not trying to understand me. Sometimes it feels like people are telling you to forgive and forget as a way to make you be quiet in a way. I would feel like I was boring people with my issues and thus them telling me to move on or to forgive and forget was their way of putting an end to the conversation. Now this could be true or not, but what I know now that I didn't understand then is that forgiveness is for no one but the person doing the forgiving. 
That may seem a little confusing, especially if you have ever been the person asking for forgiveness. If you are asking for forgiveness, it often feels like you need the other person to acknowledge your repentance in order for you to feel better, in order for you to feel whole again. But honestly, that's not true. Yes, the forgiveness of the person you hurt is important, and apologizing and acknowledging that you are sorry is necessary. But you also need to forgive yourself. Without you doing that, their forgiveness is just not enough. It barely takes you halfway. After someone has forgiven you, the next step is to turn around and forgive yourself for your actions. Ultimately, that is what I mean when I say forgiveness is for no one but the person doing the forgiving. Even when someone forgives you, once you've gone and repented and asked for forgiveness, the act of them forgiving you helps them a lot more than it does you. It's you that needs to decide that you can and are able to move past a hurt, a betrayal, whichever. It is only you who can decide not to let other people's actions, their mistakes, from dictating the person that you are. Only you can free yourself through forgiveness. But what happens after you decide to forgive someone? Most of us maintain grudges or hold on to memories of hurt because we don't want to be taken advantage of again. And that is a completely fair and understandable reaction. Instead of holding that grudge, of building that wall, however, let's talk about another alternative. Let's talk about setting boundaries. What I believe is the next step once you've decided to forgive someone. Boundaries are so important. They show people that you care for yourself, that your time, that your energy is all valuable. Boundaries allow you to choose how you are going to use said time and energy. Through them, you actually teach those around you how to treat you because the boundaries you set reflect what you will and will not accept. Setting boundaries, just like forgiveness, is not a simple task. Sometimes we know exactly what boundaries we want to put in place, but the true challenge comes when we try to enforce those boundaries. I have set hundreds of boundaries throughout my life so far. If you asked me how many of those hundreds I actually enforce and stick to today, however, the number would probably be 20. We all know exactly how we want to be treated by every person that we come into contact with in life. But along the way, we also meet people who we make concessions for. We have boundaries, yet for some people, we change those boundaries around. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing, because I do believe that as we grow and evolve, our boundaries are going to do the same. What's important, I think, is that our core values, those non-negotiable boundaries, those ones need our discipline, focus, and protection. Even when we're making concessions for people, we don't want to be inconsistent. We don't want to enforce a boundary one day and change our minds the next. Even with those people who we think are worth pushing the boundary back a little bit, we have to be careful to make sure that the core value behind that boundary is still being enforced, that it's still being protected. Now, let's have a real talk about boundaries for a second. My biggest struggle 
is enforcing boundaries with family members. I think many of you can relate to me on that note. Sticking to boundaries with family members is tough, especially with the ones that think the term family means you forgive and forget without a second's worth of thought. That is something I really want to emphasize right now. Forgiveness doesn't mean that you act like nothing ever happened. The same way that healing does not mean you act like the wound was never there. It does not mean that you need to continue allowing someone to hurt you. This right here is where you would have the chance to reset and enforce boundaries. When you choose to forgive someone, I think it's important to say this, you do not have to keep that person in your life. You can forgive and then part ways. And they are just going to need to respect that newly set boundary of yours. If they don't want to, that's their problem, not yours. You need to stand your ground and protect your boundary. Eventually, they'll get the message. For those people that you want to keep in your life, it can be even tougher to stick to your guns. These are those people I was talking about earlier, the ones that we make concessions for. Because you see, for people who have been in your life for a while, for the ones you want to keep around, it can be hard to adjust to any new boundary that you set. This is exactly why, as we grow, our social circles change. The people we choose to keep around us, they change. As we grow, what we will and will not accept changes along with us. People who can accept, respect, and adapt to the changes we make They will stick around and become important fixtures in our lives. The ones who put up resistance, however, they are not so permanent. The way I see it, it is those people who are in your life through good and bad, who stick around for every change, the people who grow along with you, those are the ones worth keeping in your life. And it doesn't matter if they are family, friends you've known your whole life, or people you've known for the past month. Depending on when you meet people in your life, some may never see a moment of growth with you, and others may see hundreds of those moments. For me, the people I have met and connected with in the past year know significantly more about me and have seen countless moments of change and growth in comparison to some people who have known me my whole life. The people who have not seen my moments of struggle those moments which have led to significant growth, they are not going to understand the boundaries that I have set today and why I stick so strongly by them. For example, I'm not someone who believes that blood makes you family. I define family as those people who want to be in your life and want you in theirs, and they actively show it. It's those people who accept you exactly as you are, who are honest but never judgmental. They are there for the sunshine, and they stand strongly beside you through the storms. That is family to me, and though a definition, it's also a set of boundaries for me, because people who do not fit in that description I just gave, they do not get my full-time attention or energy. Instead, they get exactly what they give to me, nothing more, nothing less. And yes, I do get hassled about this and questioned about it by particular family members, but honestly, I don't owe anyone an explanation for the boundaries that I set, the same way that none of you owe anyone any explanation for your boundaries. 
You may, of course, want to have a conversation to explain your boundaries at some point with some people, but that is up to you. And honestly, I have found that conversations like that are only worth it when they're being had with people who genuinely care to not only understand, but to respect your boundaries. And just as you owe no one an explanation about your boundaries, they also don't owe you any explanation for their boundaries. When I say that you don't owe someone an explanation, I should clarify that I don't necessarily mean you shouldn't talk to people or share with them what it is that you need. You need to make yourself clear because of course people are not mind readers, they need to understand what it is you will and will not accept, but you do not have to share with them the entire journey that led you to create a certain boundary. To clarify even a little bit more, here's one of my boundaries, and this one is a tough one for me. I do not drink anymore. It is something that I have struggled with, but it has been a boundary for me for a while. I absolutely suck at protecting this boundary, because sometimes I stick to it and sometimes I don't. I also often feel like I owe people an explanation. That saying, quote-unquote, I just don't drink, is not enough of a response. Recently, however, I have decided to stick to my guns and protect this boundary, because I've realized it is so important to me, and honestly, I do not need to tell everyone that asks the full and detailed explanation for why I am making this choice. Because the people who want to be in my life, and want me in theirs, they'll respect this boundary without the explanation. They will recognize that this boundary doesn't make me any less of the person that they already know and love. Setting boundaries, it's hard, but it doesn't need to be complicated. It doesn't need to be a long conversation. Truthfully, you can set your boundaries as the need for them arises, and you can voice what they are when you see fit. The main thing is that you stick to them and be consistent. Otherwise, people in general, they're not going to respect them or see them as valid. You'll know when you need to maybe reevaluate the consistency of you sticking to your boundaries when people make those comments teasing you about having a boundary one year and not having that same boundary in the next. If you're listening and thinking that you don't have or aren't sure what exactly your boundaries are or which ones you need to protect and stand by, I suggest you start with your values. You'll find that with most things in life, your values are at the core. Think about those things that influence your decision making, those things that you do not compromise on. Most of my boundaries come from past experiences, as most people's do. I know from past encounters what I like, what I don't like, what I will tolerate, and what I absolutely will not. If that's not super clear, some examples of my boundaries are that I don't like violence towards anyone, I don't like cursing or speaking to anyone with disrespect or condescension, I avoid putting myself in environments where there is heavy alcohol consumption and no one that I feel safe around, and my family, as I define it, comes second only to my faith. All of these reflect some of my values. My faith, my relationships, my mental and physical health and safety, and self-love. These boundaries are solid, set-in-stone kind of boundaries. But of course, I also have smaller ones that show up in everyday life. For example, due to my dietary choices, which I will not specify here because I don't want to hear all the jokes, 
I have made many boundaries around what I will and will not eat. And taking a second just to circle back around to forgiveness, I've had to forgive people and myself for not respecting these boundaries more than a few times. Forgiveness and setting boundaries go hand in hand. Neither are easy, but both are necessary to protect yourself, your mind, heart, and overall mental stability. So let go of the anger and pain. Let go of the grudges. Release any feelings of revenge that you may have and recognize that you staying angry as a way to hurt the person that hurt you does considerably more harm to you than them. Those feelings, they can be poisonous and you need to let them go. Remember that your peace of mind and happiness is worth everything. It is worth so much more than hanging on to those feelings of revenge and anger. You deserve peace. And when you find that peace, set those boundaries to protect it. If past hurt, betrayal, or disrespect is going to affect you in any way, let it teach you what you will and will not tolerate. Let it be what helps you define your boundaries. The last thing I'll leave you with is this. Don't wait any longer. Make right now the moment you decide to forgive and speak up for those boundaries you need to set. Thank you all for joining me in the arena today. I truly hope you enjoyed this episode and that you all have a wonderful day. Thank you again and stay safe out there, warriors. Thank you for tuning in to episode 9. Make sure to tune in next Friday for episode 10, where I will be talking with you about building confidence. Don't forget to follow and share the podcast on Instagram at Surviving the Arena and Twitter at Survive the Arena. I am also on Facebook, so make sure to follow and recommend the podcast Facebook page, which you can find by searching Surviving the Arena podcast in the Facebook search bar. If you are on Good Pods, you can find me there as well. If you are enjoying Surviving the Arena, please share it with your friends and leave me a rating and some feedback. Thank you again for listening, and I will see you next time.